Hi. Welcome to Your Hotel's Podcast. Oh my god, it started. So, um, I'm quite excited to be using Anchor to start this podcast. It's going to be about just Yong Hui Tao being able to verbally express herself to some, uh, uh, some place. Um, so it's basically an avenue for that. It's not really for any audience in mind. The audience is Yong Hui Tao. So if Yong Hui Tao is happy, that's great. Um, and I guess it's just a way for me to really have a have this action of sharing to non-existent people but yeah this is just for Yong Hui Tao by Yong Hui Tao okay so um today the first thing I want to talk about is how my uh inter-semester break winter vacation of 2019 went so first off um, in the first week, now let me get out my my journal diary thing. My Lonely Planets Where to Go When Diary 2019. I want to have a look at what I did over the winter break. So, um... First off, I started, um, let me see, when does it start? So, the first thing I did straight out of exams was to go and be surrounded by books. I did this because it's something that I've always really enjoyed doing, and I felt like it was heaven to be surrounded by books, it has that wenqing, xing, the, you know, atmosphere, and I also gave myself some, something nice to eat, um, and then what I picked up was, um, I, I found two books that I really liked at the library, one was called Tea Sommelier, so it talked about the knowledge world of tea, and um, it was a very good sort of graphics picture kind of book. So the layout and design was very aesthetic. And um, I really liked how they portrayed the information, the educational information content. It was very well designed. And I guess I also really wanted to get an in-depth and broad overview of what tea is, so that really helped. The second book was called Misogyny in Japan. This is Japan. Uh, um, it's by San uh Sanye Tianhe or Jiao So um so you know uh Chizuka um so that professor is a professor at Toda, so Tokyo Daigaku, Tokyo University, Dongjin Dashi. Um, and she's in gender studies. So she is a pioneer um, in talking about gender equality and um, these issues from a very academic point of view as well. 
I think she introduced me, reading that book introduced me to a lot of new concepts on um, misogyny and femininity. So I think it was really good. Um, I later on had an entire sort of Guanghougang like recording that I will insert somewhere here maybe. So overall, um, I really like that book. So that was the book days of um, the holiday, and then I moved on to. Uh, I have spent some time exploring Auckland War Museum again. Um, nothing really interesting there. I did some photography with my lovely camera, and then I learnt um a dance. So I was getting into dancing in the first few uh, around that time. So like I learnt Oh My Girls, um, Secret Garden. I learnt that full dance. That was the first dance in the <laughs> dance series I did, and then the second one I did was I Use Marshmallow, I only learned the chorus, and then the third one was Oh My Girls, uh, the fifth season, so, summer, spring, winter, fall, oh, spring, summer, fall, winter, or something like that, um, and then the fifth season is Love, so, yeah, that, I also only learned the chorus, so yeah, I love these three songs, I guess, three pieces, and then I kind of got tired <laughs> of dancing, because it is so much work, and to have, like, to be really good at a dance, you really have to put in a lot more effort than I did, although I think I put in a lot of effort already, it wasn't enough, and so yeah, I, the passion for it, the impulsive interest gradually warmed, and I think waned I think yeah so yeah and then um on the weekend I also had found out about um uh this young adult novel so the sun is also a star this novel everything everything that novels are those two novels are by the same author and they were both becoming films I also watched um, The Hate You Give, it's also a YA novel adaptation, it was pretty good, and then uh, there was also Tsuji's um, farewell party for Sherry Shijie at Chino Syria, yeah, which was really cool, and I brought back a lot of food, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, okay, so um, along with that, so during this time of the vacation, I also finally, um, finished, I used, um, I used these sticky notes that I got from a student study abroad exchange, um, Thing. So these sticky notes were in celebration of Beijing Dashi's something, a festival I think they had, and basically these sticky notes, they were like five colors. Um, 
and they each had like a pigeon at the top so these were design sticky notes they were quite fancy they were nice but they did not really work function well as sticky notes they didn't really stick well so i thought stuff it i'm not going to use them at as sticky notes i'm going to do something else but use them all up at once because uh, yeah but put them to another use so they can become immortalized and they have so now in my fries vent journal from daiso it means fresh wind in some language um so now i have these sticky notes I call it sticky note art because it's a form of art to me. It's an art piece. So from T. Sommelier, that book, I was able to write down... Oh, something smells really sweet. Okay, something's eating. Someone's eating very sweet stuff somewhere. Okay, so right now I have T. Sommelier um, from that book. I wrote down all the different types of tea that they introduced and also categorized them. So I used color coding and then now I have like green tea. Um, and then like using the sticky notes as sort of like pies, so like a moo pie or something. So sort of like the, um, it's just like a list, but like each of them are on a sticky note. So I have Senta, Gukuru, Matcha, Hojicha, Genmaicha, Kukicha, Tencha, Longjingcha, Biluo, Chun, Taiping, Houkui, Huanghua, Yunjian, Huanshang, Maofen, Qiancha, Xiquecha. So, Qiancha is Jongcha and Xiquecha is Sejak. So, the Korean. So, basically, with tea, it's CJK. It's China, Japan, Korea. But there's also India. Um, to some extent. And some other places, but... Yeah. Okay. And Taiwan is also a big... Um, tea planta plantation producing region. And then there's... So, that was all the Lu Tars. And then you have Longjing Cha. And then there's... Hong Cha... Hei cha, bai cha, and there's actually also huang cha, but there wasn't any actual, um, yeah. I didn't really get it. Anyways, um, because I still hadn't finished with my sticky notes, I had so many left over, I continued with this, um, art, and I was like, what are the lists could I possibly have? And then so I was thinking, thinking, thinking. I was sort of like, is it a waste if I used it on these sticky notes? Because these are good sticky notes. So I ended up um, doing this um, anime uh, list. So first I had anime movies. So that includes Studio Ghibli. Um, mainly Studio Ghibli. <laughs> and then I moved on to anime series. So that includes Kaikepo Sakura and Tari Tari. After that, 
I had the I moved on to Japanese dramas, which included Seven Days of Daddy and Papa Papa do Musume no Nana something yeah, and then Doctor Stone's Konotori. So those were very influential pieces in my life, and then there were J movies, Japanese movies, um, a lot of. And then I moved on to writing just I found that there were a lot of lists that I actually wanted to make and a lot of it was coming from the um jiaodu of like um wenghua and and stuff so I really wanted to understand CJK Japanese uh, China Japan Korea. So what I did was like I was thinking about travel plans, and then I thought about okay. This is the travel plan I have. Um, how about I make an itinerary? Because I kept on saying I want to make an itinerary. And then I was like, okay. It took me a while, but before that, I was writing sort of country profiles of CJK, and what it ended up being was like I didn't find that there was any definitive like symbols that I could really write down um, concretely in categories and make it all very organized. I couldn't come up with it. Um, so instead, I constructed um, the history timeline of these countries, which is also something I've been wanting to do for a while, and that proved to be somewhat very malleable because this content could be extended. It could be very detailed. It had a good organizational sort of management system to it. I could be able to, you know, I don't know. Write it out in a manner that made sense to me and looks good. So I ended up with a Dongya Li Shi Shijian Zhou, and it has CJK um, from basically prehistoric into ancient history to modern history. So it's basically up until. Um, The nineteen hundreds, so that's sort of before the world wars. So that's still kind of ancient history, I guess. Um, yeah, and then I wrote that all out, and then I came up with some, uh, with my itinerary finally, and I called it the Dongya Xiuxian Manbu Jihua Gong Lue. Very, very um. Sophisticated title. Basically, I had different stations because around that time, I also was like came up with the idea of East Asian tour. I'm like, I don't really just want to visit Japan. I want to visit all of East Asia. Um, basically, well, I guess my focus was shifting towards China. Um, and so I, I really wanted to know more about it, about China. 
And because of misogyny in Japan, that book, I was able to really look at Japan in another way.、Um, and I guess I was able to express my journey through Japan.、Um, that was also another essay that I wrote alongside Misogyny in Japan,、um, that review. So I talked about how Japan became such a Such a、uh, fantasy in my mind, and how that came about. And I guess around that time, because I wrote that piece, I was able to let Japan, I, th- let that fantasy of Japan sort of die out and be shattered and be decomposed, I guess. And I was able to let go of the fantasy and look at Japan as a whole and、um, in its entirety. Um, in a really realistic, pragmatic point of view. So, yeah, I think from then on, I, I was able to move on and say, I, I think one thing that really helped this process is I was able to pinpoint what actually I was drawn to from Japan. I guess it was more the aesthetics, the sophistication that I was trying to go after. Bef-、um, and I have this whole recording on that as well. And the whole essay. So I will link it somewhere. So, yeah.、Um, I came up with the Asia tour, I guess. So, the Asia Tour Show Map Plan Plan. I came up with the different legs of the tour. So, I had Japan Tour, Taiwan Tour, Korean Tour, and China Tour. The stop in Japan and China are probably the most. I, I spent some time researching that in Japan. I think I, I settled. Actually, I settled on just the, the Golden Triangle travel itinerary, which is Tokyo,、um, Kyoto, and then up to Kanazawa. So that's a very standard itinerary. But I found that that was what I wanted.、Um, I think I would be bored if I actually went to places that were more less traveled because I don't know. It just seems that there isn't the aesthetic, the the infrastructure to support the aesthetic that I was striving towards. I I wanted to experience. I think that you need a lot of support systems to. Yeah, it can't be too remote, like wilderness remote, but it had to have that level of serenity and tranquil <laughs> tranquility to it. In the China stop, Zhongguo Zhan, um, I spent a lot of time because this was probably the first time I was really in depth exploring China as a travel destination. Before I didn't really think of it because I wanted to be far away from China after a lot of traumatic experiences. But I've grown away from those, so yeah, you know, this is like the rebirth of Yonghui's interest in China. So my itinerary is quite—I wanted to do like a cross-country sort of tour. So I have like, um, in the most northern, I go to Beijing, and then kind of you travel along the coast, the east coast. You have Qingdao, Shanghai, Xiamen, Guangzhou. Down, oh! If you go inland, Upper West, 
I think the most west is probably Chengdu, or that's not very west, but Kunming area where it's like very nat. The natural scenery is great. There's a lot of like beautiful nature to see. Um, and then the Chengdu, Chongqing, Xi'an. Those that's another sort of triangle to go through. And then there's also some places that I want uh to check out, which is Wuhan, Changsha. Um, but they were sort of grouped together in the Shanghai, Nanjing, Suzhou, Hangzhou kind of area. They were kind of close to each other. So yeah, um, I kind of really like the Du Hui, Wenqing, and Gu Zhen type of triad. So yeah, um, that's what I was going for. Like I was able to really pinpoint this is what I want to consume, this is what I want to be. And today when I was talking to um, Danting, she said that, um, yeah, she would like to go to like a bread and breakfast kind of thing, and have like very xian the xian, uh, xiang, go to a cafe and then have like beautiful scenery and then have tranquility, that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, I I see that. Yeah, it has to be very luxurious, <laughs> um, but like seems down to earth and not as I guess it ha- has to have a very authentic look, but it has to actually be very luxurious, <laughs> which is very hard to achieve. And then I started making a lot more of the Chinese translation sort of lists. So, Zhongying Dui Zhao Biao. I started making heaps of these. It started off with berries because I was like, how do I say blackberry in Chinese? And then I said, okay, this is the list of berries and this is the English translation. So basically, Zhongying Dui Zhao Biao. I made a lot of those. So I had berries, I had desserts, because there's heaps of desserts like truffles, parfait, latte, meringue. I can't even say that. Um, pudding, custard tart, donut. Ice cream, that's that's kind of hard to, you know, there's ice cream, gelato, sorbet, shaved ice, those things, and then quiche, and pie, waffle, mousse, mouse, mousse, I don't know, yeah, those things, and then there's music genres, so like, just different music genres in general, so like, folk, blues, hip-hop, latin, bossa nova, um, dance genres, and then, um, and then I was into this, I, I'm a fan of two-step vitamin, I watched so many of their videos over the winter break, so naturally I said like, okay, violin, start with that, and then the whole entire orchestra, so, so you have and I was like, okay, I want to look at the and then I was like, I started looking at which is like a TV show um, that's like a competition for overseas people learning Chinese like foreigners learning Chinese and basically they talked a lot about the like a lot of Chinese culture and I was like how Chinese am I <laughs> sort of doing that as well and then I, I found out like okay so 
they actually had quite a lot of information and content that was being tested, and it was all on Zhongguo Xichu. So I was like, okay, I know nothing about this, so let's kind of try, but it was too hard, so you know, I give up. Um, Zhongguo Xichu Fenghua. So this really interests me because, uh, so from really like this this area onwards. It wasn't more about it wasn't about Zhong Ying Dui Zhao anymore. It was just about just this list purely in Chinese. So I had Zhong Guo Di Chu Feng Hua Hua Fen. So you have Dong Bei, Hua Bei, Hua Dong, Hua Zhong, Hua Nan, Xi Bei, Xi Nan. And then though that was one sort of system of classification and then there was also Guan Zhong, Guan Dong, Guan Xi, Guan Bei, Guan Nan, Guan Wai, Guan Nei. So yeah. And then like putting in the provinces, putting in the sort of the the representative names of Fujian Zhimin, that kind of thing. And then Chantong there's actually a lot that I don't know about, like Long Tai Tou, Hua Zhao Jie, Shan Si Jie, Xia Yuan Jie, La Ba Jie. It all started with La Ba Jie, actually. And then I was like, okay, if I know about Chantong let's talk about 24节气. Which was not that complicated, actually. Yeah. And then, let's talk about Gu Dai Shiren, because, you know. And then, this is Da Nu because, you know. Oh, and then this time, I found, like, more resources on learning Chinese culture. So, those were sort of um, inspired by that. And then I was like, okay. I was looking at this other YouTube video, and I was like, Gu Dai古典音乐单词，所以交响乐区和协奏区、奏鸣区、序曲、乐器、练习曲、即兴曲，叭叭叭叭叭。Yeah，so those were that was another Zhongying Duizhao actually. And then I moved to um I was like okay I really 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 uh want to know more about Chinese history, um. Like to a certain depth, because I already made a timeline. I was like, okay, I want to know what happens in within this timeline, right? So, like, I've already started to get an idea of an overview, and I think that was like the first point of entry into this. It segued into this. It allowed to um everything else to evolve. So I'm really thankful to seeing the timeline. Um, presented to me in that way. So yeah, during this time, I was also like trying to read from the library because there was a lot of books on East Asian studies of CJK, but you know, it was hard to read when I had like zero basic knowledge. Um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I think. What I really wanted was like a history for dummies or like history for beginners because I I had no basic knowledge. Okay, so then I started to find like these um mind maps of Chinese history and then also found like a few MOOCs so Gongkai Ke Jianzuo on now something smells like it's burning. Okay, it's not me. Yeah, life is wow, hectic. Anyways, um, so I found that, and 
I wrote them all out. So there's a lot of like historical points that were very significant to that time period. Um, and then I guess it also helped me really place in like this whole entire map of like the famous people like yeah and then what I really hope to do is from then on take I already know like the more common knowledge like of history that most people from uh most people would know to understand the social commentary in China so like you would know so much of the coming one the blah 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 you know there's heaps of shows on that so the thing is like I want to know I want to know what the general timeline is before I can jump in and really explore the the evolution of um culture um throughout history and especially in the aspect of um gender equality because that is something that I am passionate about and then so yeah let's segue into that so enough about history um I so let's go back to what I did during the holidays. So basically I started um I really found myself being able to embrace the idea of letting go of this Japan fantasy. And that was actually with the help of a YouTube video talking about fantasy and reality um in the age of innocence and also in La La Land. So like why we need entertainment to provide us with the, this image of a fantasy for us to consume because we need fantasies to be to keep alive in certain times, you know. It it's fuel for our mind. It's yes. It fuels our mind. It's what you eat is what you are, okay? So yeah. Um so I looked at some of like this romanticization and then I was like asking myself questions of like romanticization especially in anime um which is my gateway into japanese culture so like i was able to embrace the idea that this was a romanticization there was a fantasy and i was really sold on it but like it's time for me to i guess let go and stop sculpting this fantasy even more because i wanted my view of japan to be a lot wider i guess i was trying to decompose what my fantasy was constructed out of uh, was constructed of what i was trying to what i was trying to, to trying to sculpt japan into anyways and so um this romanticization that i was really um what really like interested me was this romanticization and i wanted to know how that could have how that why i was so attracted to it and like what i did to keep that romanticization alive and um why i'm able to let go of that romanticization now and the effects that have um that comes with all of that so i was very interested in that 
also was um sort of being more open-minded and accepting ex- uh, receptive of like this k-pop j-pop c-pop sort of dynamic um so i guess k-pop is definitely the majority of my music genre c-pop most of it is not like celebrity level status music that i listen to so it's very independent indie j-pop um most of it is from anime dramas and all that stuff so i think i was trying to explore the music industry why i was able to access k-pop more than j-pop when um primarily primarily like I wanted to go into J-pop more because of my fantastical romanticization of Japan. I wanted to know more about J-pop as well, but it was very hard to access. So I was talking about that, and then I was talking, comparing those two. So I had a whole podcast on this as well, and I was talking about, like, C-pop and how that is trying to, how it, it is shaped, um, how similar it is. Like, what is its situation? Because I don't know much about it. I was like, is it similar to K-pop? Is it similar to J-pop? What is it? What kind of beast is it? And then that led me to, like, do a lot of readings on the commercial side of it. So the consumerism that's involved. So, um, yeah. That led me to finding out about BAT. So that's Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent. Those are the tech giants. Um... Yeah, so, that was also very cool. Okay, next, um, during that time I had, like, a few job-related stuff that I won't talk about here. Um, I, then I was, like, really, I sort of binged on a few wee bebes, um, and then I also binged on Scum, which is a Norwegian show. Scum is translated as shame in English. It's a pretty realistic show. It I really wanted to like it for its um, portrayal of an intimate relationship, basically, as a teen person. But I guess... Um, it led me to really realize that I was a PCP, which is a politically correct police, which is also a reference from a YouTube video. So I'm very sensitive to topics and I am easily offended. <laughs> so looking at Scum, which is, which could be say, seen as like one of the more progressive shows ever in media, um, I said, like, I still find a lot of my values colliding um and i did get like there was a lot of sort of disagreements with internal turmoil that i experienced when i was watching the show but i do appreciate it for even just showing a side of reality and giving a more mature take to intimate relationships it's way better, a hundred times better than what I could get from um, CJK in terms of intimate relationships. Which is also a linking back to misogyny in Japan and the reasons why it could be explored from there. 
Um, and then, I guess, um, I got into podcasts, so I found out a few more Shimalaya, Shan FM, some in the podcast, one's, um, Loud Murmurs, and then the second one's Blow Your Mind, and third one's Haima Xingqiu, those are really cool podcasts, they were very, um, I guess, for me, I found them to be in the whole discourse about China. From my experience, it's, it should be very conservative. It should be very patriarchal. Um, the discourse is pretty much... It's very... Uh, but these podcasts gave like totally flipped that idea out the window and gave me quality stuff from like a perspective that I've been dying to hear about for so long. So I am super happy. There's so much to be learned from that. So I guess um that is like that's when I segued into um talking about um China from a Chinese perspective, right? So I started getting to Billy Billy Weibo and Shimalaya Shang FM at the same time. Because, um, yeah, I know that those were like primarily the content delivery places. So, like, this is where the culture is incubated, basically. Um, and so, yes. They provide me with a lot of insight. So with Han Yuqiao, I also found out about Fei Zhen Shi Hui Tan. Actually, I think it was the other way around. Um, and that was with the help of Wai Guoren Xie Hui on YouTube. So yeah. And then, wow, wow, wow. I use new drama dropped Hotel de Luna. It is so amazing. I fell in love with IU all over again. And I'm just constantly amazed. And... Super excited for another fantastical sculpting of IU. Um, she's amazing, but yeah, I know that this sentiment might not be shared. Okay, so basically I summarized what I was using to romanticize, um, beautify, romanticize Japan. Basically it was the design, elegance, and sophistication, and also offerings of like this very, um, close, relevant, sort of youthful idealization and romanticization again, but those romanticizations really fueled my life, so I'm really thankful, um, but I've, able, I've been able to grow from that romanticization and, I guess, face a lot, uh, face more, like, face more complicated issues than before. I guess it also comes with age, so I would say that um, I would never say that I wasted my time on this fantasy. I think it really propelled me to what to where I am today. So yeah, it is an integral part of my growth and my um life experience. So I also finally was able to listen to um the audiobook of the Alchemist or Mu Yang Shan Nian Qi Huan Jin Li on. Um, Shimalaya Shang FM, 
Also, a segue into neoteny and infantile nature of females in China. So I was talking about how how 女性不能长大，要不然会被抛弃，会就变得 unappealing, unattractive. Um, and then blah blah blah, more Korea stuff. And then I went to the New Zealand International Film Film Festival and watched the Farewell, starring Aquafina. That was pretty cool. It was at the Civic. Um, I was really excited. I was. I heard the um Loud Murmurs podcast on that reviewing it. They said it was awesome. Um, I think it's really awesome as well. And they were like, "Be prepared to cry." I was so prepared to cry, but I didn't cry, which is kind of a letdown. But um, the overall experience was great. Um, it made me really miss my grandparents and my family. Um, and mainly it was it hit really close to home because I could totally envision that scenario playing out in my life and me questioning those same questions and for them to like sort of educate me on this before I hit that um uh place in life I think that is such a great gift to me so yeah it was great um and then I did some tree planting and then the Uh, vacation ended. So, I guess that was my entire um my entire vacation. Yeah. So to wrap things up, I just want to say that the overview of this vacation was that I read some books, I felt inspired, I um. Started making lists of stuff. I started go,、uh, uh, looking at the history of China, CJK, so China, Japan, Korea. I was like, um, decomposing my fantasies, and I was um, basically trying to get a grip on um, romanticization as a human sort of. Experience. Um, I was deconstructing what I really wanted, like what my fantasy was built on, like what I, what, the the fact is that I find beautiful, and I would like to be, to be present in every corner of my life, which is design, elegance, and sophistication. Um, Xiao Tingxing or like Wenqing, that kind of idea. I was really sold by it. Although I know it is consumerism, but you know, I still like it. And then, I guess I exposed myself to a lot of Chinese stuff from Chinese sources, um, and that fueled sort of my affinity towards China and travel. And I guess just wanting to know more about the history.、Um, Wanting to know more about women in China and me as a woman and how I should deal with things, and how everything has been constructed, and now I'm entering this game, and yeah, it's very complicated. So basically, this game of life, how I should live it, how it was created, and yeah, that's it. I think. So yeah, there's a lot that happened over this. Um, over this break, I guess I had a lot of time to think about stuff. 
so that really helped um I had a lot of ideas come to mind so I was like do I want to start YouTube do I want to start a podcast do I want to start a website a blog do I do I want to like yeah there was a lot of like creative sort of ideas to start and I was like um the main theme is that I want to share my experiences with somewhere like have a channel to share them um one thing because I felt like I had no one to really talk to when I was talking when I was thinking about all this stuff so yeah and I think like my parents are still the people who I would go to to talk with these things about it's not my friends um so yeah I felt that because my, I like I felt like there has to be someone, some other way, because my parents, they're not available. So, in order for this to be sustained, sustainable, I think, yeah, I needed to change my method of stuff. So, yeah, I've been doing all of that. Um, getting into Chinese social media and uh, video streaming that and podcasts, so I think that really gave me a lot more insight into China and made it sort of like not this monolithic creature that I come have came to be scared of but I want to understand and be proud of being Chinese and proud like also like sort of broaden my mindset that you know Chinese doesn't just mean one thing you know like there's a lot of there's a lot of internationalism third culture kid stuff that can happen you know like so it's not a very dang yi de gai nian. So like I wanted to know more about that, and then you know just getting to, gr- to grasp who I am, and also like xi chu yang fen from everywhere. Try to do that, and you know that is the sort of di- idea and direction that I'm trying to head towards. Um, yeah, I still very much appreciate aesthetics, sophistication, elegance, and that kind of stuff. You know. Um, luxury feel basically so um, you could break that down into that and um, I think uh, what else is there to say um, it's still ongoing um, I think this podcast is probably the start of something maybe perhaps um, yeah and also just I want to talk. It's the main idea is I want to have an avenue to discuss things. So that is what it's all about. So today's topic is going to be about my plans for the podcast. What do I want to do with this podcast? I think it's really just for me to communicate verbally and express myself. Um, yeah. So what are the things I want to talk about? I want to talk about... Well, my life, what's been happening. So what's been happening uh, recently is that I'm trying to find a work internship for summer and I'm trying to finish off work reports from the last two summers and I'm trying to think about this dichotomy or the life choices between um,走寻常路还是很平,就是变成平常人还是勇敢的去做一个不平常的人 and the sacrifices that each one will experience. Um, I'm trying to navigate human relationships because I have no idea what they are. And I'm trying to 
navigate this world, this game to play. One thing I think, some things that have stuck to me this week is one thing from uh, talking about you can't really say someone's attitude is bad. Like you can't really. Uh, everyone will think differently. Some people will think about themselves more than others. Some people think about others more than themselves. Um, this proportion is what really makes people different in their way of doing things. Okay. The second thing is talking about. Um, do you want to be a normal person? Um, you know, like don't regret the things that you t- were too scared to do because, like, as you, uh, 就是你越了解你自己的时候，你会发现哦，我其实可以做这个，然后就会有遗憾说，那我为什么那时候没有去做？ So that's why when you don't know if you can do it, just do it. And then be sorely disappointed or be elated because you just tapped into your potential. Anyways, so yeah, try new things, um, which is so easy said than done. Okay, um,、uh, so that's my life. Some things that I'm passionate about. I am passionate about, uh, I'm passionate about. So politically correct passion. I'm passionate about feminine. Femininity and、uh, how I'm trying to defy all social norms with that. Okay.、Um, the second passion that I'm my interest, my impulse interest is probably like um, 文青气息，小清新啊，文艺气息，嗯，咖啡青年 ，that kind of all those keywords. Yeah, I'm into that. So I'm into like that. Organic lifestyle that is minimalist yet very luxurious and fancy and you know、um, Instagrammable, picturesque but very down to earth. So it seems not flashy, but it's actually worth a lot to achieve.、Um, okay, yeah. So what what's next? Um, like what do you really want? Um, in terms of like. Your life to be. <laughs> so, what is your preconceived? What is your notion of the future? Like, what do you see yourself as? Okay, so what I see myself as, I don't see myself as a very cool person that is part of the dominant culture, and I um 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 I don't really see myself as a um someone who is going to be very social. Someone is. Is gonna be like a very um, 面面俱到的 uh organizer. I yeah. I'm like I see myself as a very timid person, although I can be not timid at times, and I have been. But I don't know. It's just yeah. Anyways, um, that's it. But me, uh, what else do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about how I had various interests. Oh, like my impulse interest is like is very fast. Like, yeah. Um, I like things with well, like good design. So like the aesthetic design, I really is really sought after by Yan Hotel. Um, and what else? I uh, I'm um, I uh. I don't know what to do with a smoking flatmate that、uh, doesn't, you know, wait until all the room is clear of smoke smell, and close the door. 
I my communication skills are like pretty bad, and um, but that's okay. Like I have to say that this is all normal. This is very normal. It's not that. This is normal. Like um, if it was not going to be like this, then then that's that's rare, very rare, and um, and you should uh, very like. Uh, yeah, you should be surprised by rarity, right? And so yeah, uh, my passions are back to passions. Like I like cute stuff. I'm very typical in that. Um, but I want to explore why I like it. Is it because like just because like I should like it? Um, yeah. And then uh, what else? Uh, how I present myself. Like what sort of image do I want of myself? Like uh, appearance wise, like mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like that winching type style. You know? Yeah. Um, not too flashy, but it's actually very expensive. <laughs> it's but the thing is that the, the idea behind it is like it, it represents it's symbolic of a very carefree lifestyle that's very natural, you know. It's not plagued by consumerism, basically. But that's just the idea, I guess. Um, what else do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about uh, how life is short, and it's it's uh, not going to be perfect. Um, if life is short, what do you want to do the most? And for me, um, I think like just continually not spending time on trivial things but I don't know what's trivial I don't know about myself like I don't know what I enjoy I don't know a lot of things about myself so it's difficult yeah um, and another thing I want to use uh, this I had an idea the other day for the podcast is like because I really wanted to practice my spoken Chinese um Biaozhenxing so like I thought of an idea that's kind of interesting in my opinion that will you know, motivate me to do this kind of thing. So what I'm do is I'm gonna listen to a podcast that I like and uh, also has pretty biaozhen the kind of thing, and then I'm going to mimic and and sort of shadow that speech because the content I like, right? So yeah. And then I'm going to try like with the interpreting as well. So this is all going to require a lot of work, um, which has already been like uh, evidence that I'm not good at committing to these things. Like I wrote two, a few essays in English, and I haven't even like they were just first drafts. I haven't even tidied them to make it readable. And then I was thinking of translating, but that never happened. Okay, yeah. Uh, my tone of voice. I don't know what kind of tone of voice. I know I want like a more authoritative no uh, voice. And but yeah. Anyways, uh, next. Uh, I um. There are some things like childhood memories that I've been slowly able to get over, and I think it's like I really realized that over the last year. In this year, so like I've I've seen a lot of growth, a lot of my growth, which is also something else I want to talk about. There's even a rainbow out today. Anyways, um, so yeah, 
I think my growth I, I also want to sort of talk about and reflect upon. So yeah, my growth, um, I've seen that I've moved away from my impulse interests um, I've had before. Um, my interests have changed flavor and I think it's representing what I value, what I desire, what I am trying to, what my kind of, what I'm attracted to and what I'm trying to achieve. So what I admire kind of thing. So before I used to admire that very um, age of innocence, perfection, because it's 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 this perfection that is too picturesque, too beautified, too romanticized. It's like very natural. It's like that romanticization, romanticism. Yeah, you kind of like um, honor the the sort of that childlike wonder and like the just how it's so magical there's no like there's no um principle behind why this happens it's just magical it just happens kind of thing so like the yeah all the anime characters i liked really reinforced that idealistic perfection romanticized sort of fantasy i had on life my life outlook was sort of based on that and now it's really moved away towards a more it depends on the media i consume really the, the media i'm consuming now, consuming now is more like um uh talking about activism and more talking about like uh, real life situations i guess it's not based in like entertainment anymore. it's based on social commentary so <laughs> social media mainly um so yeah uh yeah these things really change and then also like just characteristic change because you reach a certain stage in life you become like more interested in your heritage you want to feel belonging to that heritage connection to that heritage so that's where i am before i was kind of rejecting it because i was like it doesn't represent perfection to me so i'm gonna reject it but you know you sort of realize that no matter how much I push it away, like it's still gonna be a part of me. So you kind of begin to accept it and then begin to feel wanting to belong to that. So yeah, that's also another change I've seen. There's various other attitudes and outlooks towards different facets of life. Um, I guess I can't think of them off the top of my head. They could be characterized, but I don't know how to. And I'm just still finding all these things out. And I'm just beginning to realize that there's so many different parts of me, my my conscious and psyche that I am starting to realize exist and acknowledge them. So yeah, that's life. Uh, yeah. So I've just become more like things, I not thinking so much more things should be somewhere, but thinking more like just whatever happens is normal. It happens like you can't really run away from it you can't really change it that much but you know it's normal and don't be so like offended by it you kind of um, yeah be more accepting of you know things but i don't know how that sort of um can co uh, reconcile with that like activism feminism kind of mindset so i'm not sure we'll find out um and another of my impulse interests is I use drama Hotel de Luna. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I'm really in love with the whole character setup. Yay! So 
it makes IU very cool, very, very cool. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. And um, I've been getting into podcasts, been getting into history, sort of um, open courseware lectures. And um, yeah, I've been trying to understand Chinese history, like pre mod, like kind of ancient history. Yeah, because I kind of really wanted to know more about it. So I think I was able to fully transition from uh, from liking Japan to, like, accepting, like, to letting go of its fantasy, sort of doppelganger kind of, yeah, you know, my fantasy that I created and sculpted of it into something that's more realistic and more well like a more well-rounded perspective on it so yeah i think that transition happened from the start of the year continuously and it really began so maybe the turn and transition was only like 30 percent 40 percent during the start of the year but i think it transitioned quite fast like progression of transition quite fast through the mid-semester break when I really thought about that and really tried to dissect it. So I think it's turned around like 90% and to probably about 100% as of now. So yeah, I've seen that change in my life. Um, yeah. And I've just been talking, like trying to dissect a lot of CJK, which is China, Japan, Korea, and like my attitudes and fantasies or like perspectives of them. Yeah. And like just in general, learning more and more about the world that I live in, uh, and my experience, my human experience, so, yeah, um, I'm also trying to understand how the dynamics between me and my parents are, trying to gauge, like, what my expectations are, what I think the society's expectation of me is, and, like, everybody else's expectation of me kind of so i'm trying to gauge that and basically i haven't really thought of what is my expectation of myself and that is i think the most important because if you have a strong expectation of yourself that is by yourself that is like from yourself like truly not considering anyone else then it will make you happy because you are giving you are trying to gear yourself towards what you want to become um and it's not affected by anything else but if you kind of factor in a lot of what other people's expectations are i think it might cloud like what you think you should be because it, it might be you just wanting to please everyone and i'm a big people pleaser that i found so yeah it's hard it's hard to be like very very suave and you know sh- um and just yeah 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 and I think, like, it's normal that, you know, just trying to normalize things. Like, it's normal. Don't feel so upset, like, by all the failures and rejections that you don't feel. It's normal. It's normal. Uh, say that to yourself. Like, other people might not be experienced, but, you know, like, they're the one that's, like, very special. Like, you're, it's, the world isn't treating you any badly. No, the world treats everyone like this, so don't be so surprised by it. And so I think it's just the acclimatization to society that's hard. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you.